I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. You just had to do this, Alexa. Sorry. You just you just had to give us a bad one, huh? <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I made a terrible mistake. You said it yourself. You purposely wanted us to watch a bad one because we had it I too did. good for too long. I did. Those were my exact words. I was like, we've had it too good for too long and we need something bad. This is all your fault. Uh, but you made us watch this. I did. And you know what? The problem is that I'm forever chasing the high <laughs> of like something like Epic Movie, you know, where it is so bad, like painfully it's, bad. It's like, bad, but in a good way. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't call mm-hmm. Epic Movie bad in a good way because it's, it's upsetting. But I mean, you know what? I would rather watch Epic Movie any day than a hundred percent Delta Farce, which is what we watched. Yes, today. yeah, oh yeah, that's important. <laughs> we watched Delta Farce today. It was not good. My my reasoning and in my head, I was like, I want something like nuts. I want something super bad. I want low ratings. I want low Rotten Tomato scores. I'm just you certainly got that part. I'll tell I you what. sure did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm ready for something ridiculously stupid that, like, is is going to make me feel insane. And this just made me feel sleepy. Yeah, I mean, just because our hearts weren't in it, I feel. Yeah, no, it's because it doesn't deliver like an epic movie does. Folks, I'll, I'll lay it out here plain and simple. Delta Farce is a Larry the Cable Guy movie. If you enjoy Larry the Cable Guy, then, I mean, what can I say? This movie is for you. If you do not enjoy Larry the Cable Guy... This movie ain't for you. Please do yourself a favor. Save yourself the 90 minutes, and you don't even gotta worry about this movie. Was it 90 minutes? It was about 90 minutes, It felt about three hours long. (laughs) This movie is a blue-collar comedy tour reunion of sorts. Yes. With Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Bill, I forget his name. I, I, you're lucky that I remembered Bill. It don't matter. It, this movie is about three rednecks from America who spend their weekends, once a weekend a month, in the armed reserves. Why do they do that? Is that something that people do? Yes, that is, so you know the National Guard? Yeah. That's That's like a variant of that. But you only you spend have to go. a weekend go... a month. Yeah, only a weekend a month. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of that. So already the premise was very lost on me. Like from the beginning, I'm like, I'm not understanding why these guys only come to this like little tiny military base. Not even a base, like a military shack. Yeah, for like one a shack. weekend. And it's just a month. them. 
I didn't understand that. So I'm glad. Thank you for uh No, I got you. These three bumbling idiots. Uh, then, because of being very, very short on men in the war on Iraq, apparently, <laughs> the military decides to call them in. And all of a sudden, uh, Sergeant Kilgore, you know, a very boot camp, agro-oriented uh, sergeant comes down. Played by Keith And is very David. persistent on getting these men up to shape. And they spend a whole weekend just training so they can immediately go to Iraq just like that. Like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. A week of training, I go to Iraq. That's all you got to do, you know? Keith David played played him played the sergeant the sergeant the major the general the master Sergeant Kilgore Sergeant Kilgore he uh Keith David played Sergeant Kilgore and Keith David is just like way too good for a movie like this <laughs> like he yeah. is so talented and I feel like sometimes he does choose like some stinkers but I mean you know it happens to the best of us but. I was watching this movie and I'm like, dude, like Keith David, what are we fucking doing? Don't you want to like do something else or be truly anywhere else in the world? <laughs> and then I read, okay, so I'll. It seemed like he was enjoying himself. Too. It seemed like he was, and I'll I'll tell you what I'll give a I'll give a a a, a fun fact early. Apparently, right before they were shooting a scene where they were in the barracks and whatever, um, when they were in between shooting scenes, Keith David fell from like a super high height, like off like a, a beam or something, like what? seven feet. Yeah. And he like cracked some ribs and like broke some vertebrae. Like he was fucked up. And then he like he went and did the scene. He went back and did the scene in like immeasurable pain and then went to the hospital afterwards like keith like this movie you don't gotta do that for this movie this movie's not worth it for the sacrifice you didn't have to go all out you didn't have to go fucking delta (laughs) (laughs) the paycheck isn't worth it brother it's not worth it my man oh my god yeah dude i was like (laughs) i truly do not know i truly don't know where to begin where to begin it was awful Let's begin by just giving a little bit of a uh, character summary on our three main characters. We got we got Larry, we got Bill, and we have uh, Everett. Everett. Larry, also known as the Cable Guy. Uh, Does he, he have is, a character? He was the the main character. He was the quote unquote straight man of the bunch, still being his um, Larry the Cable Guy self. He was an assistant manager at a restaurant. And he had a model of a girlfriend, but then she got pregnant with some other man. And all of a sudden, due to an outburst in a restaurant, he lost his girlfriend and his job. Yeah, like all at once. Then there's Bill, who was currently enjoying his time off of work because he slipped in a Walmart and was able to get enough money from that lawsuit let him uh, not work for the next 11 months. My he, man uh, kind of just chills in his front yard with his kids running amok. My man's living the dream. He's living my dream. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you remember how hard I worked when I had those, when I had the shingles? Mm-hmm. And Larry, the cable guy's like, you didn't work. You slipped and fell in the middle of a Walmart and you sued them. And he's like, and I thank God every day for that, for that spill in aisle six. And I'm like, fuck, I, 
I wish I could have a spill in aisle six. As former college students, I'm sure you and I both have had those moments walking along the streets on campus thinking about, could this be the one? I think, I still think that. Every time, like, a nice car comes near me. I used to work in an area, um, I used to work in an area, uh, years ago that was in like a it was a super rich person area with a lot of like high-end stores and stuff like that and so it was not uncommon to be seeing like maseratis bugattis like sports cars designer cars gorgeous cars just like driving like absolute maniacs and i like every day i'd be like i just need one to just just not run over my toes not yeah exactly like i don't need a hit i just need like a little like a little kiss i just need a little kiss i want to get in a fender bender with a car but with my body (laughs) exactly just boop my butt just a little tap just a little love tap just a little kiss i want that maserati to tap my ass exactly maybe a broken wrist you know that's like the farthest we'll go just enough so that that Maserati is now my Maserati. We're, we're getting dangerously close to the age-old question we had back here on the podcast of if you, how much money you owe to cake for you to eat, <laughs> chop off your own toe and eat it, Alexa. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> oh no, we can't go through this again. <laughs> okay. Here. Okay, we'll skip through. No. We, we, we have the third character. Did we get through Mother- Bill? Oh, we did. We, that's how we got we, here. Oh god. We got through Bill. Oh, now we have... Nuts. We have motherfucking Everett. Everett. Everett is a uh, picture Lauren Lapkus, but with a mustache. <laughs> wow, that's a really good description. I thought it was her at first. I swear. <laughs> no, I, I really did think because if you if you watch some of Lauren Lapkus's stuff, she has like comedy sketches on Netflix where she plays like guys, and it it. it the two look so similar. I've definitely seen this man in other movies and other TV shows and stuff like that. So I kind of knew who he was. And, excuse me, that was obnoxious. I kind of knew who he was. Um, but uh, as awful as his character was, his character sucked. I mm-hmm. feel like he put on a really good performance. I mean, yeah, that's that's the two sides of the coin. Like, you actually get a character with substance, but then ex- you have to deliver on the I craziness of the script. I genuinely feel like he had the most... I mean, nobody really had fleshed out characters, but he definitely had the most out of like the three main men. Because Larry the Cable Guy... I, I even wrote down at one point in my notes... Does Larry the Cable Guy have a character, or is he just like, "Hi, I'm Larry the Cable Guy, and here are my wacky adventures"? Like, I think that's I didn't it. I understand think he, that. I mean, that's it. The Bill, the guy Bill, just hates his wife. That's all he does. He hates his wife, and that's his, his character. Is he hates his wife, um, and sometimes he sues people, but mostly he hates his wife. But then Everett, as a as horrible and disgusting of a character as he is, at least he's got something to him. He tried to be a cop. It didn't work out because four days into being on the job, he rammed into a nail salon. He's a, a crazy about guns and weapons. He loves to eat beef jerky. He's obviously he got... He loves to sl- snap into his Slim Jim. He loves to snap into his Slim Jims. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's got some sort of sex addiction or porn addiction or something. He's a sleazeball. And you know what? 
at least I understood his character. At least I got it. I was like, okay, got it. He's a he's a fucking weirdo, and he's a creepazoid, and he's just here to have a good time with his friends and bestow some sort of weird kind of white nationalist justice on people. I get it. I, I think not- the big thing too was that the two others, they're predominantly stand-up comedians that were entering the acting world, while this guy's just an actor. Yeah. So, like, I feel like he had a better, you know, understanding of the whole thing, too. And it's funny, because you look into his filmography, and, like, yeah, he's got some, like, stinkers, but he's also got some, like, really, like, good independent films and stuff like that, and some dramas and whatever, and I'm like, oh, this guy's, like, you know, like, a real actor. (laughs) Now, folks, um... I'm going to be completely frank with you. I'm going to be honest. Alexa and I here, we want to, we, we did not enjoy this movie. No. We want to get through this as quick as possible. Please. Just to get a, get a pleasant experience, move on with our day, right? Yeah. In our hastiness to get this recording started, Alexa, you and I did not sync up our audios. I've, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> I can't believe we just did that. And so now... <laughs> Please bear with us as we sync our audios so that I can make sure we edit this podcast properly. I can't believe we're going to have to sync our audios on the record. I can't believe the audience is going to have to listen to us do this. This is sad. I can't believe it. I was I was too hasty. I was like, "All right, let's just get." Yeah, let's I get know. We this. were like, "Let's jump into it," and neither we were of us, so ready to just start. Neither of us thought that anything was wrong. With this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please at at forty four at the forty four mi- minute mark, we clap. Oh shit! <laughs> Forty-five now. Okay, let's uh, forty-five. <laughs> you and I are both like fuck. <laughs> oh shit! Holy shit! And I grabbed my phone to like check the seconds hand, and like my phone went flying across my couch. I'm staring at the forty-four. I'm waiting for it to turn to forty-five. Hey, buddy, we've got. We got 20 seconds left. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo. We're getting there. We're getting there. We yeah. Got 10. Yeah. We got five. And. Oh, fuck. We clapped All right. every fucking time. That was fucking We're in. iconic. Okay. We're in. Okay. Do, you, do we need to do the other thing? Yeah, I think just to make sure, since this is going to be a weird one for me to edit. <laughs> Take it away, Alexa. All right. Three, two, one. Go, go, go Gadget Go, go, Gadget dicks. dicks. One more time. All right. So, uh, okay, where were we? I don't fucking <clears throat> know. <laughs> I hope you keep all of this in. I probably am. <laughs> the, 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 fuck. Um... The three men, right? <laughs> the three white men, they're going to Iraq. Yes. <laughs> but, guys, plot twist. <laughs> they don't go to Iraq. They don't. They don't go to Iraq at all. They're in the cargo plane, all sleeping like sardines, but then one of them was like farting. He's like, all right, I've had enough. 
So apparently I just go to another part of the plane where they have, um, you know, boxes of guns and ammo and there's just a truck, like a car right there. Like a Jeep. Jeep. And they're just now sleeping in the Jeep because apparently you weren't able to do that before. And they hit some stormy weathers and the pilots decided to drop some weight so that they can get through the storm. Dropping the the car with the boys in them. (laughs) And of course, the car has uh, parachutes. Of course, wait. Three parachutes. So that the, um, the car made it to the ground safely and everyone inside was able to wake up Spending a full night's sleep and, uh, <laughs> and wake up to the desert. Yeah, except for Sergeant Kilgore, who goes looking for the boys, for the three, through the three men, and then gets caught on, like, a chain or a rope or something and gets pulled out with the cargo and then, I guess, plummets down with a parachute. So more, like, gently floats down and then is knocked out. So then the three white men find him the next day when they all wake up peacefully and they're like, oh, Sergeant Kilgore's dead, man. And fuck, we're in Iraq now. And fuck, we're in Iraq now. Yeah, that's also very important. Um, But mostly that Keith David is dead and they're like, oh, fuck, Keith David, he's dead. So then they bury him and they give him a funeral. And I have to say, I was like. Say it if you have to. They had me going for a while because I was like, well, of course, Keith Keith David's not dead. And then, like, Keith David wasn't coming back for a while. And I was like, Keith David really dead? I thought he might have been dead. Yeah, because I was like, he's been gone for a little while. Um, And I don't really know what's going on because they they haven't brought him back. But no, lo and behold, uh, he's just was knocked out for like, I don't know, two days under sand buried under sand like two inches of sand yeah like he should have been dead it would have been killed him all that sand they should have even known that he was not you know i mean we're, we're, we are as as lacking in our critical analysis as we could be right now it's still like too critical quote unquote for this movie because it's just a stupid farce where there's no logic in it yeah and and listen that could be fine in certain circumstances, but this one, it's just like, uh, the farce takes it in directions where it's no logic in the sense of it is easy jokes and lazy writing, always punching below the belt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that's what makes it, you know, no bueno to watch. It's not funny and it's offensive to everyone. Yeah. Like, like everybody's insulted. So they end up they're they're not in they're not in Iraq they turn out that they're in Mexico oh no whoa wacky wacky um f- question number one why yeah. was a plane going to Iraq flying over Mexico oh there was construction in the air oh yeah was that they had to take a detour was that a thing in the movie I wouldn't be surprised no no okay. Lying. <laughs> fucking liar um so they fly over mexico i don't know why and then they're racist towards mexican people they're racist towards iraq like just any sort of muslim people or any sort of iraq people or any sort of middle eastern people and then they're also offensive towards women and they're also offensive towards gay people 
Um, everyone. And, and again, and I know I always bring up Big Stan as like the baseline of offensive. I don't think it's at the level of Big Stan, but it's like a step above. And it's it's a very low step. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a ramp. It's almost a ramp, yeah. Um, so they, they mosey on around in the desert of Mexico. And they take their Jeep, which somehow, you know, is able to work. <laughs> And they find themselves uh, two Mexican people and their donkey, which Everett immediately tries to shoot at because, you know, that's a great soldier shooting at civilians. He's gun happy. And they believe even after listening to the Mexican people speak Spanish, they believe that they're, you know, Iraqis. And they go to their town to uh, liberate them, give them the American freedom that they so well deserve. <laughs> God bless Thank your soul. Hold on I one second. You. My allergies are killing me. I gotta get. <laughs> oh Jesus my Christ. goodness! I just need to get a tissue. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The headphones are come off, and Alexa this is moving hurts. from her seat. Fuck. Oh, language. I know. No, now she's walking down the hallway. I can uh, see her no longer. Oh my goodness! She either farted or that was a sneeze. I'm hoping it's sneeze, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay, I've been watching in the forest, and my, the, now that stupid potty humor is in my head. Don't worry, don't worry, folks, she's just sneezing. Oh, she's coming back. All right, play cool, guys. Sorry about that, folks. My bad. No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. No, allergy <clears throat> season's killing me. Obviously, my my voice is halfway gone. We're really struggling today. This is a cursed, a cursed film. We had to get through it at some point. So, you know. yeah, might as well. Yeah. Better sooner than later, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, our our American patriots go into this small Mexican town to relieve them. Of the of the banditos that are there to give them freedom. Still thinking Lots that they're in Iraqis, by the way. Still thinking that they're in Iraq. Yeah. Even though oh, yeah. people are speaking Spanish to them. They they sh- they spray bullets everywhere. Somehow managing to hit absolutely no one. And yeah. Larry the Cable Guy is able to capture one of the banditos from escaping. Banditos. Yeah. And then they're like, "Hey!" And they question him. And they're like, "Hey, like what's?" What's your motive? Where are the where's Al Qaeda? And they and the guy's like, I don't know what the fuck. The you're weapons of about. mass destruction. Where's your weapons of mass destruction? And he's like, I'm not a fucking terrorist. You're in Mexico. And then Larry the Cable Guy is like, what? Wacky. And he freaks out while the other two guys are enjoying the fiesta that's happening because you know they saved a little town. Honor. Oh, and of course, Larry the Cable Guy, being the main character as he is, gets himself a love interest of a beautiful bombshell woman. Oh my god, of course. Of who course. Th- who would have seen that coming? Of you course. You know, more comedies should do that. Not There's not a lot of There's those. not a lot of comedies that are doing, like, something so revolutionary as taking, like, a, like a bumbling sexist oaf and giving him, like, some sort of bombshell wife. 
Love that. More movies have to do that. Yeah. Really. And she didn't have a character either. I felt so bad for this girl. Because oh, this actress did she even was have pretty a name? good. Maria. Maria, they did give her a name. Okay. I only I I only remember that because towards the end of the movie, Maria's father is asking Larry the cable guy to help him because his daughter was taken. And oh yes. He's like, please, Maria's been taken. Larry the cable guy says, "Do you have any other daughters?" And he's like, "I have Lupita." And he's like, "Never mind." Which, and then like runs away. Which I read was like an ad libbed line, but I was like, I don't understand what the joke is. I think he was gesturing to some of the women that were in the background and they were all older. I guess. It's so stupid. I don't know. I don't understand. Okay, I'm going to be completely candid here and say I don't know anything about Larry the Cable Guy. The only thing that I've seen Larry the Cable Guy in is cars. So, like, that tells you about how much i know about larry the cable guy is this his normal fare his normal genre this is um i believe it is now time for me to show you my cards my hand of cards oh god i'm scared no no it's okay i'm i'm i i can admit it as a child alexa um as, as one that enjoyed comedies and stand-up and the like, you know, this is early YouTube days as well. DVD still ran King and Supreme. We only got what was in the Walmart discount bin. Okay. And so growing up, some of the comedians I grew up to was Gabriel Iglesias, was Ron White, was the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Wow. Were those people. And... I, I have to say it, Alexa, a big part of my childhood was with Jeff, Jeff Dunham. No! No, he's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes. CJ, my cousin, that. my brother, and I, we loved Jeff Dunham. No! So many kids we, like Jeff Dunham when I was a kid, and I was like, absolutely not. We were not. one of them. We were those kids. I didn't know he was part of that. I didn't know he was part of that group. When I saw Jeff Dunham in this movie, I was like, oh! And it just, I mean, now, I mean, now, Jeff Dunham, like, I can see clearly, you know, the idiot, idiot, I can't even speak. The stupidness that is Jeff Dunham. Yes. Where they're all in the same category uh, uh, with the Blue Collar Comedy Tour of just the stupid, cheap, offensive jokes. Yes. Awful. Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Terrible. This fucking the, the pepper jalapeno man. on a stick. Jalapeno on a stick. I never liked Jeff Dunham. One, um, I didn't find him funny. Two, I thought he was offensive even from a young age. But three, and the biggest reason, I'm really fucking afraid of puppets. <laughs> They're so fucking scary. There's one, it might be the dead terrorist. I don't know. He's scary. Ahmed. There's another one that looks like an old man. I don't like yep. him. He's scary. And then there's Peanut. Is Peanut the purple one? Yeah. I don't care if Peanut's for him the either. one that has the whole bit where it goes, Jeff the Fuff, Dunham. Yes. Dunham. I remember that. 
I don't care. For some reason, that bit was like huge. Everybody like, it would get people gut bust and laugh. Everybody. He was just saying his website. Yep. In a funny voice. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I don't. I I I was obsessed with it. I mean, that's what I had. You know. I'm afraid of puppets. Um. So I think puppets are still cool. I stand by, you know, the jokes and what the puppets were saying. Not cool. Puppets, cool. Give me a puppet. I think Muppets are cool. Um, I I like puppets that don't... Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. You're just saying you don't like... I'm connecting dots. You love the Muppets. I am obsessed with the Muppets. So how can you hate puppets? Because they don't really... They don't look like people. What? I don't like humanoid puppets, and I don't like ventriloquism. I don't like. I don't. I don't like 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 a ventriloquism. You, you don't like puppets when you can see the person that is puppeteering them. Kind of, but like I don't mind. Like I've watched interviews with like Jim Henson and Kermit and stuff like that. Like I don't mind that. I think it's when the characters look a little bit more humanoid that I don't like them like the muppets but there are muppets that are just straight up humans yeah but i don't mind them because they're very cartoony but okay okay once we start getting closer to like a classic ventriloquist dummy sure that's when i start getting nervous you're more of the felt kind of of i'm a felt puppet kind of gal than like one of those clickety clackety ones Mm -hmm. that like will kill you you know i do have i do have one of those standard uh no you don't i'm gonna kill you puppets i got it at a garage sale for five bucks no you don't cj it's either in this room or in my basement cj no 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 no. you gotta get the thing out of there it's gonna kill you oh i mean if i'm gonna die i would love to have puppy hands no no, 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 no. Oh, I feel un- I feel unclean that I- now that I know that. I could never go to your house, CJ. I never can go to your house. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Sharing the, the, a the, space? I mean, you're not going to like it, but I couldn't... The last time I saw that puppet, I was still in college, so I have no idea where oh the puppet went. Oh my god, it's probably roaming! It's probably roaming your basement as we speak. It's roaming your basement. Listen, I have a very large fear of ventriloquist puppets and dolls, um, and that stems from when I was a child. I thought I had a haunted doll, um, and I loved the doll as a child, and then I got older, like I was like 12 or 13, and I could have sworn that I saw my doll's head turn by itself, and then I went to go look at it, and then she like looked away at the last second, and I panicked, and I freaked out, and then like from then on, I could not have the doll in my room, and like my mom had to take it out. I was fucking 13 years old, and my mom was like, I gotta take this doll out of your room because it's causing you severe anxiety. So then she like put it, I guess, in like the attic or something, which is really fucking creepy. And then we moved. And then I asked my mom, I was like, what did you do with Michaela? And she's like, Michaela's gone. I got rid of her. And then I was like, okay, good. But then I was like, oh my God, she must be so upset that we got rid of her. And now she's going to try to find me. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what kind of doll was Michaela? Just so I know what to buy you on eBay. Oh, you can't buy her anywhere cj she was a my twin doll she was made to look exactly like me oh that makes it so much worse why didn't you yes. start out with that yes. she was gonna swap your soul with her and then you were gonna be stuck in the doll we looked alike down to the birthmark wait hold on hold on now wait a minute 
how can I be sure that Michaela and Alexa didn't already swap at some point? Well, it's been a long time, so at this point, Michaela has to be Alexa now. You've always, like, this is the version you've always known, and the last time I saw Michaela, I think I was 13, so. That's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucked to think about. I'm never gonna know if I've, I've met the real Alexa. I'm never gonna know if you have a ventriloquist dummy running around your basement, so, you know. You ever see, like, okay, that movie, the, like, the Goosebumps movie, and not the Goosebumps movies, like, the original ones, like, the newer ones with Jack Black. I have they're, not seen the Jack Black ones. They're fine. They're cute. It doesn't matter. Jack Black pay, plays a myriad of characters, one of them being Slappy the Ventroquist dummy, and, like, my mom makes fun of me because I'm a grown-ass adult, and when I watch that movie, I have to, like, not look at the Jack Black dummy. You might not be a grown-ass adult. You might actually just be a, a, a puppet I in a human might body. be a grown-ass doll in a you, human body. You are the epitome of the song, Am I a man or, or am, am I a, I a puppet? puppet? Am yeah, I yeah, a puppet? yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah, a Muppet, yeah, yeah. then I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. That song was nominated for an Academy Award, by Has the way. It? Damn yeah. well should. As it damn well should. You we have to go it? back. We have to go back to Delta. Force. I don't want to go back to Delta Fars. We can one two skip a few. It. Uh, listen, because there's there, really not many like, you know. We haven't talked about the best part of the movie, which is oh. Danny Trejo, who is in this film. Yes, he is the antagonist. His name is. Carlos Santana. I had to think about that. I was like, it's you got a singer. it though. You got it's it. A singer. His name is Carlos Santana, but he's not the Carlos Santana, the the singer, guitarist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He is a gang, a uh, not a gang leader, a bandito leader. Um, they called him Jefe. El Jefe. Yeah. So uh, he he runs the banditos and. Um, He's great. Danny Trejo's great. I think he's probably like a very nice man, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, he gives me good vibes. And speaking of the Muppets, he loves the Muppets. He absolutely adores them. And when he was on the set of Muppets Most Wanted, he was slowing down production because he had to get pictures and selfies with every single Muppet <laughs> that he came across. Every single that is adorable. one. And you know what? I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can relate. The man seems like he's very nice and he seems like he's having fun in every single thing that he does. It does not matter what it is. It seems like he's having a good time. And like, yeah, this movie sucked and the character of Carlos Santana sucked. But like, I enjoyed him when he was on screen. I was like, oh, thank God. At least Danny Trejo's here to like bring some levity to this situation. Yeah, I mean, I I can agree with you here. I certainly agree that the character was not good. No, awful, awful, awful. Um, he, again, he a little your... bit more fleshed out than Larry and, and Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got his likes, his dislikes. He's like... He was an ill-tempered, you know... Yep. Uh, leader of Macho, an Macho, scary group. guy. Like the, you know, wave around his gun, threaten to shoot and kill. Yes. All having people killed off screen, but then... His lighter side, you know, his comedic funny side, yes. is that his nephew is, uh, you know, out of the closet gay, and he likes to make very, you know, bad, racy, rapey jokes about 
trying Awful. to get him a partner. Awful. Yeah. You gotta love that, right? Gotta love that. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the more lighter side things. Like, he really enjoys karaoke and, um, you know. Wrestling. Wrestling. And he, like, he's a big stickler for rules. So, like, they ask him, they're like, I didn't think that somebody like you would be so open-minded about somebody in your gang to be, you know. To have an, what do they call in the movie? An alternative lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, is this fucking 1985? What are we doing calling it an alternative lifestyle? And and, uh, uh, Danny Trejo is like, well, of course. He's like, he's like, you can't fire a man because he's gay. He's like, that's against the law. You get, you get in trouble for that. Plus, he's my nephew, and you can't choose your family, and I love him. And I'm like, okay. And he's also like, he gets upset that, like, his cars get blown up, and he's like, that's vandalism. So, it, you know, I th- I liked him. I thought his character was weak sauce, but Danny Trejo is charming and brings some charisma to the, to the stage. Yeah. So the whole rest of the movie... Is just this back and forth between the American troops and Danny Trejo and his men. This... Danny Trejo. Oh my god! No, no, this you got movie it. had like three separate endings. Like it wouldn't end. It just kept going. It was like okay. The... For a movie though, none of us were enjoying, and that none of us were enjoying. To That's continue why... watching anyway. Yeah. Oh my god! It felt like it was three hours because it was like okay, Larry and the Cable Guy. They come and they they run out Danny Trejo's men and they're like, we're going to stay, stick around and wait until somebody comes to take us home and we're going to help you guys um, be like security and we're going to help you guys with infrastructure. Okay, that's great. They, then the, the, the Danny Trejo's men come back and they run them out again and not only do they run them out again, but they also fix the town's well because the town's well has been like dry for a million years and they accidentally shoot a rocket launcher into it and then all of a sudden the well works okay great then you think the movie's over but no then danny trejo comes by and also uh sergeant kilgore finally catches up to these men and they're about to have another fucking standoff but nope then they go and they split up and then um they're like we're gonna go infiltrate Danny Trejo's secret lair and they're like okay cool let's infiltrate the lair so they do and then it's still still not fucking um solved because then they have another standoff later in the movie like it was so long I was like how many times are we gonna have to see this happen they they couldn't figure out of a more plot point to have you know more midway in the movie they just decided all right let's we already had this movie shit. done. It was 60 pages. Shit, we got to pad it out. Let's just keep adding more stuff to the end. And they, yeah, that's and really they what it felt it. like. And yeah, they just yeah. kept going. And I'm like, is this movie ever going to fucking end? It finally did when we saw the helicopters. When we saw the helicopters. Cause Bill's character, yeah. the one who slipped and fell in the Walmart, he had managed to go out of town and find himself a payphone. He called his wife to tell him that he was in Mexico and all is well. While you hear just like the peanut, you know, babble in the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that pays off at the end of the movie when finally reinforcements come. One helicopter, two helicopter, three, four, boom, all troops of men. 
and they drive out and they they capture all of Danny Trejo's people. And the whole reason was because Bill's wife went and called the Pentagon and would not shut up until they sent people down to go get him back home. Also, he could mow the lawn. Yeah. Because, you know, she's a nagging wife and he was supposed to do it on Monday. Yeah, and he missed it. Mm -hmm. What's that lawn going to look like now? It's going to look a little bit unkempt. Look a little bit unkempt. And so it's the end of the movie, right? And everything wraps up in a nice little bow. We even get those nice, great, like, end card movies where it free frames and says, Larry the Cable Guy is now, you know, such and such. Da, 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 da. We get uh, Sergeant Kilgore is now doing his dream job as an aerobics instructor in a boot yes. camp in Miami, Florida. Yes. Bill now, yeah. Bill filed a lawsuit against the government of Mexico because he got shot in the ass during that last battle scene. And so now he's living in a big grand mansion with his wife and kids. In Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everett is now a luchador because he's found his love for that. I guess, like, we really only saw one scene where he's like, I'm going to be a luchador and I'm going to distract these men. And then he's like, good at it. But I was like, we never talked in the about very, this In the very beginning, in the storage locker that he was living in, he was in his luchador outfit. Oh, I thought he was just in his underwear. <laughs> it might have also been that as well, <laughs> to be honest. Well, that shows you how well. I truthfully, when they showed him in his storage locker apartment, I was like, this is a man who gets it. Because I see storage lockers all the time. I would totally like, live in one as well. I'm like, you know, all you got to do is outfit that with a small kitchen and a bathroom, and that could essentially be an apartment. Oh yeah, I think about oh, that yeah. all the time. Especially my parents used to watch the show called Storage Wars. On, we, like, we've all seen this show. You've all you've also seen Storage Everyone Wars. Everyone that has listened to this episode will have seen Storage Wars. I Bro. can say that with absolute certainty. Bro, Storage Storage Wars. Not gonna lie, sometimes it really fucking slapped. It hits different. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It hits different. Like, it's definitely like you know dad TV, but yeah, oh so it, dad. It can get TV. the job done, you know. I love it because like these idiots will bid like a hundred thousand dollars on a storage locker. <laughs> well, hold on, hold like, on, wait a minute. You go hundred thousand dollars. Okay, fine. So they bid like five thousand dollars. I told you, store. Alexa. We've all seen this show. Yeah, I know this when is you're true. bullshit. This is true. So like some asshole will be like, I spent five thousand dollars on this storage locker, and then his wife will be like, Why did you do that? And he's like, No, I spotted a rare golf ball signed by tiger woods and she's like no way well if it's not a rare golf ball signed by tiger woods and you wasted all this money i'm divorcing you and he's like okay so then he goes to the fucking whoever their expert is and they're like this isn't the golf ball and he's like man my wife's gonna kill me and then the episode ends and then they all compete to see who who made the most money off their storage unit yeah, yeah, Does it's that great television. Show still go on. That show fucking slaps. There's so many seasons of that show, and there's like Canadian <laughs> versions as well. I loved it. I loved Storage Wars. That I also... is the History Channel now. Yes, and Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, <laughs> the two are in American Pickers. That's it. American. My parents went to the American Pickers store. We also went to, I think, an affiliate of it Ooh. when we were 
driving to our grandparents. I forget went, what was up. They went to the one in Tennessee. I have a t-shirt from it. Oh, there you go. I'm just thinking about Pawn Stars. I love Pawn Stars because they're like, <laughs> this person's like, I have this rare thing and I know that it's worth like $10,000. And then Rick is over here like, I don't think it's worth $10,000. He's like, I'll give you 2000 And the guy's like, I really think it's worth $10,000. And Rick is like, let me call a buddy. And then his buddy comes in. <laughs> yeah, I'm a professional like, in ancient Greek fifth fish yeah, statues. Yeah, like why do you have a buddy that's fucking? <laughs> Let me take a. That? This is you know what this is actually an ancient Greek fish statue. You, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and can see like, because if you look underneath it, it was signed A G right there for ancient Greek. Ancient Greek, and then and then so it'll be like this actually is a, an ancient Greek fish statue, and you know what? In my field, this would go for like. Fourteen to sixteen thousand dollars, and then the seller is like, "Oh shit, okay." So Rick is like, "So what do you want to do?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, fu- I'm gonna sell it because now ten grand seems like a bargain to you guys." And Rick is like, "I can only do seven hundred dollars." And the guy's like, "That's less than what you originally s- s- offered me." And he's like, "It's gonna be sitting gonna- on my shelves for years. Gonna be- I'm gonna be trying my best to take it off." Like. <laughs> it's gonna be sitting on my shelf and like it's gonna be a hard sell so i really can only offer you five hundred dollars and he's like that's even less but you know what my wife is gonna kill me but you got yourself a deal and they <laughs> shake hands and then rick does god knows and then and then rick will be like pleasure doing business with you and then he'll bring it to the back and then fucking his dad pops or whatever and be like What'd you buy back there, Rick? And he's like, I bought an ancient Greek fish tattoo. And Chum Lee is back there like, I want it for my desk. And then they put it on Chum Lee's desk. And then Chum Lee just has a $500 ancient Greek fish statue on his desk for the rest of the show. <laughs> you really did it, Alexa. You gave, us, you gave us the format for every single pod star Every episode. episode. And then, and then <laughs> before every commercial break, they'll give you a trivia question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhat related to whatever they're selling. I love it. I love Pawn Stars for being the most ridiculous show I've ever seen in my life. So, I, 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 I can't I, believe that. I forget if I ever told you this, but. I, one of my ideas I, I want to do for the longest time was make a, a TV show about a group of people who go around a garage sale specifically. Okay. And they're called the sailors because they're the garage sailors. <laughs> okay. And and the idea was like they're starting a YouTube channel. And so they're very amateur, like trying to like steady cam and all that, trying to create this drama between people, between different garage sale like. <laughs> People trying to get a good buck, having competitions, you know, feuding groups and all that good stuff. CJ, I really don't think you should be giving out this information for free. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Because once again... I really... Like, Alexa, I want to write a script for this so okay. bad. It's Jason been in my Siegel head for so Jason and Steven long. Seagal are going to be snatching that up like they do all of our fucking ideas. Trademark CJ. We just gotta, we just gotta make it first, then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, want to talk about Delta Fars. I was just going to say, we, we're having such a good time not talking about Delta Fars. You know what's crazy that CJ pointed out um, that I didn't notice until he he did point it out? Is that m- 
the beginning of the movie has little to no music. It was it was so dry, totally. It was, it was so just dialogue. Weird. And a it's lot funny of the time, it's just dialogue. Because you said that, and I was like, oh yeah, that's so weird. And you said that around the point that like I was at in the movie where like they are just waking up in the middle of the desert, and this music is playing that is like the most so bizarre like the only way i can describe it is like like 16 bit soundtrack from undertale like it's just like like it's so bizarre and like and like it's like a lot of beeping and booping and it's like and i'm like what am i what is this it was so weird and i think it only played for like 20 seconds and then it stopped there was very little little music cj's standing up and i'm very nervous no i had my my stomach was turning because i had a a a daiquiri in a can while watching the movie and it's trying to go trying to get its way back up into me oh god do you need to do you need to i was just thinking about it do you need to let it let it fly as they say i was thinking about it and that's why i started standing just to get a sit you know okay but uh We'll see. I think I think we're gonna make it. Okay, cool. I think we're gonna make it, and you know what will cool. help it? What? Alexa. <laughs> yeah. I think it's now time for some one star Amazon reviews. It's now time for some one star Amazon reviews. Take it away, CJ. Oh, holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. I can't believe, I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe we have, we have a theme song. I have a lot of mixed emotions. I have a lot of mixed mixed emotions because Mm -hmm. like, like part of me is like super jazzed because we've been talking about how we've been needing a theme song for One Star Amazon Reviews for like how long? Like forever. So I'm excited, but also I can't believe you made it fucking acapella. I can't believe you made it acapella. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Folks, I just want to say that CJ sent it to me as like a birthday gift and was like, happy birthday. I was like, this is simultaneously the best and worst birthday present I've ever gotten. It's so good. Especially with the context of what happened last episode. I'm like, oh, fuck. I gotta do it. And now it's here to stay forever. Okay, I'll take this over the the four cowboys and a beatboxer any day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is really gonna be (laughs) what we get to deal with. This is the COVID safe version, and I'm cool with that. Here we go. Let's get right on into it. Alexa, you ready? I'm ready. This comes from Pat K seventy seven. The review was made on May second, twenty fourteen. Gave it one star. Here's the title. I'll rate the DVD cover only. Here's the review. Firstly, Larry the Cable Guy is a hack. Annoying and unfunny to me. Just look at him in his army fatigues with that dumb grin on his face. He's supposed to be a serious military soldier, but looks confused. How hilarious. Give this guy a huge paycheck for coming up with that. Nobody else on the planet could make a silly face and camouflage. Then we have him 
Then we have the kid from Road Trip with a Slim Jim wedged in his helmet. Now, I can't stop laughing. I couldn't tell you what the other knob is holding, but I'm sure it's not something a soldier would use. Probably a curling iron or something really, really funny. I also can't (laughs) read the flag flown in the background because Amazon's photo is small, but I imagine it says something really great like, America the Bumbling. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pat, for only reviewing the picture. Pat read that picture to filth. He did not care. No, <laughs> he he did what he had to do. I didn't um, know that by the way, said something behind. The, yes, I clicked on his profile. The man has reviewed seven hundred and twenty-four items. Jesus, like what? Uh, I'm I'm looking at. Cosadrum men casual shoes luxury. Uh, the challenge all star season one. Garbage pail kids tops cards. Interior door handle front left driver side for a two thousand six to twenty twelve Ford Fusion. Yo, wait a minute. That's so funny, because I drive a two thousand six to twenty twelve <laughs> Ford Fusion. <laughs> is so funny he he reviewed one of our other 2007 movies too but you're like no no no, no. we no. got the same car but but my 2006 to 2012 ford fusion also had a handle break off that i had to get repaired whoa you should connect with pat and be like hey yeah. buddy like i know what you're feeling he knows what's up all right moving on from also pat. the f- the flag behind them i just looked up the uh, picture the flag behind him doesn't say uh america the the bumbling it says welcome to mexico but Hmm. i think america the bumbling is better and i think they should have listened to pat okay this next one is from eric Heyman. october 4th 2007 gave it a one-star review titled the seventh seal (laughs) okay I have gone out of my way not to watch anything with Larry the Cable Guy in it on the off chance that I'm actually entertained, thereby becoming (laughs) one of those guys who likes Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, no. It was far worse than I could have possibly imagined. I snickered exactly once, and I'm an easily laughable type of guy. Larry, an obese buffoon, has not one but two model-type girlfriends in the film, with no explanation (laughs) of why. What the fuck? It insinuated... That reservists are slacking redneck nitwits while still somehow <laughs> remaining gen- gymnastic and slavishly pro-military. I've oh. never seen a movie that offended me so deeply by its mere existence. And I've seen Grease 2 and all the <laughs> Ernest movies. Oh, oh, not the Ernest movies. That's a high insult. Uh, which one, What are the Ernest movies? Oh, you don't know Ernest? No, I don't okay, think I do. Okay, so, um, oh, I forgot. Jim Varney plays Ernest and he's like this guy who's like um he's got like this crazy southern accent and like it's just like a bunch of like slapstick silly comedies um and there's a bunch of different ones and there's like Ernest goes to school Ernest scared stupid which I was actually afraid of Ernest scared stupid when I was a kid because like all the kids were I think being turned into trolls or maybe I am confusing it with trolls I don't know there's something about like some sort of weird spooky tree but Ernest uh had like this was just like yeah a bumbling idiot and he usually had some sort of love interest and i talk like this all the time actually the first didn't second or maybe just the first toy story um he passed away like 20 years ago um but he played slinky dog in the first toy story movie oh okay okay yeah 
I have one final review. Okay. This is from Jay Uncle, written November 19th, 2007. One star, titled Top Sellers List? Really, Amazon? You must be joking. I mean, how else could this be a joke? I was looking for a good movie, scanning the best-selling rental list, then I saw this. I was positive this was an April Fool's joke, until I remembered this is an April. Delta Farce. No fool. Delta Farce has made-for-TV comedy written all over it. The it predictable does. shots, the lame acting, the even worse jokes, it's everything made-for-TV comedy stands for. If yeah. your idea of a funny joke is someone going, snap into a Slim Jim, then this, then this movie is for you. In fact, this movie was tailor-made for you, so you should go ahead and rent this movie. <laughs> in fact, you should go the next step and buy it. Buy this movie Whoa. in the entire Larry the Cable Guy box set and laugh <laughs> and laugh and laugh like the product of a trailer trash world that you are. Wow, that's fucking mean. <laughs> You're the guy who makes marketing PR's eyes light up with dollar signs whenever they pass by you. Your Goodness. entire life is like something on the Disney Channel. Bland, unfunny, and altogether devoid of life. Oh my god, okay, now we're getting a little too mean. In fact, I'm all but certain this was made by the same dweebs who created a high school musical. Oh, no! How else could a movie this bad be earning so much? Please, for the love of God, stop supporting movies like this! I can't watch another Delta farce. I, I just can't. I, I, okay. First I was on board, then I was like, oh, it's kind of getting a little bit mean. And then... I've t I've totally turned around my opinion. Just to spite this man, I think I love Delta Farce now. No, and you know what? You know what? You you, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. I can't believe he fucking insulted High School Musical like that and Disney Channel. He was, like, he was all out there. What else he is was, he reviewed? He was swinging at everything. I would love to know what else he reviewed. Oh, I He's can find out. He's probably some jerk. That's like. Let's see. I only like artistic. Films Jay Uncle has reviewed 16 things. Are, are they anything good? Um, Something called Shooter. Don't know what that is. Uh, I think it's a book. Another oh. one called The Tale of Honora, The Boy and the Peddler of Death, Volume 1. Oh. The Disaster Artist, My Life Inside the Room, the greatest bad movie ever made. He gave it four stars. It should have five. Uh, VHS, four stars. Uh, Gears of War 3 for the Xbox 360, 5 stars. Bejeweled 3 for the computer, uh, 5 stars. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 360, 5 stars. Warcraft, oh, sorry, Starcraft 2 Wings of Liberty, 5 stars. Uh, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People, a movie, 5 stars. Wow. And then the Jack 2 pack. It's a CD for the Nightmare Before Christmas, 3 stars. Three. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he's got a very he's got varying interests, and none of them include Delta Farce. No, 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 no. Or no. High School Musical. Apparently, asshole. <laughs> that has been one star Amazon reviews. Oh, so good, so good, so good. 
does okay how much does larry the cable guy say get her done it's like his catchphrase they only said it once in the movie and i was surprised yeah i thought there would be more also found out because i know nothing about again i know nothing about larry the cable guy or his blue collar friends i found out that jeff foxworthy is one of them oh yeah i just thought you know how how um there's like uh Oh, what's the name of the other comedy group? Adam Sandler, Kevin... Yeah. What, what is that group called? The Rat? I don't know. The Adam Sandler Boys. So this was the other group. Oh. Uh... Jeff Foxworthy, Larry Cable Guy, Jeff Dunham, Ron White, Bill, whatever his name is. Didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know on. that. Wild. Once again, my only exposure to Larry the Cable Guy is with Cars. And he plays Mater in Cars. Mater has grown on me over the years. He's definitely still annoying. But in like a cute and endearing kind of way. I try my best not to watch Cars. I have seen Cars 1 and Cars 2. Um, haven't seen Cars 3. All I know is that Lightning McQueen may have died. I don't know. <laughs> what else can you tell us, Alexa? So, here's some... I okay. First of all, can't find shit about this movie. I can't find anything about this movie. I couldn't even find the budget. There's nothing. Oh wow. Yeah, I can't find any. I found the box office, but not the budget. Um, it's got a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, too fucking high. Um, the budget question mark. I saw one questionable source that said it was about five million dollars, but I I cannot. I can't have a like a, a proper source for that, so I'm not sure. Box office, it made it gave me like a very specific number. I'm not gonna read it out, but it made about eight point seven million dollars. And if we go off the fact that it cost five million to make, it technically was a source. Um, yeah, the military would not allow this movie to be shot. I guess on whatever base they wanted it to be shot on. Um, so, <laughs> so they had to, the sh- scenes in the barracks, the scenes with, like, their air hangar with all the planes and whatever, and I think one other scene, they all had to be green screened in. You could tell that some of them were definitely green screened. And all the planes were CGI, and it looked awful. I've, I have not seen poor green screen work like that i don't even know in how long because you can do poor green screen work but if it's like a choice like to be funny that's one thing but like this was just really fucking bad green screen and i was like this is awful you didn't even try they didn't try ugly yeah ugly um and what else oh the Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in it. He makes an appearance. He's a very one of the minor role, yeah. Very minor role. Um, I guess it was before his big break. Apparently, he was also a huge character in that show, Big Love. I've never watched it. My parents were into it. Um, and our literally only 2007 connection is Danny Trejo. He's also in a movie called Smiley Face that we haven't done yet. Nobody go. else. The director, no. The director has, dire- uh, has directed all of Larry the Cable Guy and the blue collar boys maybe um, we can uh, send the pdf i made when this episode goes live of connecting all the different stuff 
Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. CJ made an incredible PDF connecting all of the 2007 movies we've watched so far, and it was a work of beauty, truthfully. It, I, I just got in the zone. It took me a good handful of hours. That was, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. It's great. It, just to look back and see all the movies we have being connected, pretty much. I can't believe that they're pretty connected. All except for, I think, five. Yeah. Wild. And and we still have so many movies to go. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> overall, not a good movie. I literally, at one point, I stopped taking notes and I wrote, I have lost all interest. I was trying not to fall asleep. I was literally eating popcorn to try to not to fall asleep. So at one point, my hedgehog woke up and I had her on my shoulder so that she can keep me awake because I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's so stupid. Here's the all important question then, Alexa. Okay. If you had to watch a movie again, would you rather watch Delta Farce or I Think I Love My Wife? Because hmm. both are remarkably boring. I would go with I Think I Love My Wife. Really? Yes. Only because while it is also offensive and creepy and weird in its own way, I don't think it's as offensive and creepy and weird as this movie is. Like, this movie is so pro-military, anti-Middle East, so, like, and I thought when I was doing some preliminary uh, research, I was like, okay, they're trying to poke fun at like the war on terror and how silly it is but then like the more i watched it i was like this has literally nothing to do with the war on terror yeah it has nothing like aside from the fact that they were supposed to go to iraq and they think that all of the mexican people in the village are iraqi people uh there's no other there's no other connection that was it it was so so awful and so boring and and keith david did not have to be in this and danny trejo really wasted his fucking time and jeff foxworthy was supposed to be in this movie but wasn't because uh it conflicted with are you smarter than a fifth grader which thank god what was he supposed to be Uh, god only knows oh my god Maybe that DJ character, or maybe that uh, Everett, yeah, Everett character. Oh no! Yeah, since he's like a third, since he's the only third party in the trio. Yeah. Awful. Also, the lady who plays the wife, who plays uh, Bill's wife, she's like some sort of crazy offensive comedian. She's like a, a an insult comic, which I don't really like insult comics to begin with. But I also just don't like when people are mean. But like, she like is famous basically for making for basically being offensive to every race creed religion sexuality everything cool. and then in, yeah and in an article wait it gets better in an article because she used to be a journalist somebody asked her like this is like years ago like 30 years ago they were like so why did you go from being a journalist to a stand-up comedian she's like well you know i can <laughs> she's a white lady right she goes 
well, I can stand up on a stage and say the N-word and people clap and I get paid for it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she apparently was on a season of The Celebrity Apprentice and she made enemies with everyone. Everyone fucking hated her because she's fucking mean. And she's in this fucking movie and she really only has a total of about 10 lines, but it's 10 lines too many. I did not care for this. I didn't care for it. And I, I'm sure Larry the Cable Guy is a nice guy. He seems like he's a nice person, but I, I, I couldn't. And all, there's so many fart jokes. There's yeah. so many fart jokes and so many poop jokes. And I like, and I get it. Like Larry the Cable Guy, he's got dip in his mouth. That's like his whole thing. But like, I don't want to see the man spitting all the time. The one, the one little thing I can give like credit to for it was, I really do like it when, when actors and people part of the show take the creative liberty to improv a bit you know yes i do and appreciate I, that and i think larry the cable guy damn dogs <laughs> they have something to say and i think And I, I can't believe this. harder than I thought. I'm just going to power through it. Ready? Yep. And I thought Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) 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 And I thought Larry the Cable Guy did a really good job with all of his one-liners. They, yeah, you're, you're right. A lot of them were gross, but you got to give it to him that that is part of his aesthetic that is a part of his yeah his shtick and yeah they're fart jokes there's they're stupid jokes but i think he did them well and, and the ones that like catch you off guards or the ones that he kind of the one-liners that he kind of mutters to someone under his breath almost those are the ones i appreciate a lot more yeah and he seems like he's being very genuine in this movie like you know, I I did appreciate that. I do appreciate when like some some improv they're allowed to do it, and especially if it lands. Like I think there was the only kind of chuckle I got was when they are burning or they're shooting all of Larry the Cable Guy's ex girlfriend stuff, um, and one of them is a uh, he's like next he's like next do the the bathroom scale he's like it's the nicest gift i've ever gotten for her and i got it for her for valentine's day and i was like it kind of seemed kind of improv and i thought it was kind of funny because a bathroom scale is a terrible gift it's not a very nice gift and the fact that you got it for valentine's day fucking sucks so yeah i did that was the only thing i actually kind of was like huh but no overall not not good folks don't watch it. I mean, really, no. save yourself really don't here. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. And really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave y'all with this, with this um, review I found on the YouTube comments for the trailer for this movie. Slips SC says they should call this movie Delta Farts because it stinks. That's podcast, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I gotta gotta say this right now, Gina. Thank you, thank you for letting us use your song twenty something off your uh, album Yellow. Yes, thank you, Gina. 
We um, really do appreciate it. We do, we do be appreciate. We do be things. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Thank you for all of your cute, cute, cute songs and awesome songs. And listen to her new fucking single, Low. My brain is now starting to come to the end of its rope. Thank Please God we're ending the over- podcast now. Then i know please follow us on all of our socials at every uh wow i'm even losing that please follow us on our socials at every 2007 comedy instagram twitter uh follow us dm us message us what do you think about delta farce what do you think about larry the cable guy what do you think about what is your favorite history channel show oh yo I we gotta know. Is it Storage Wars? Is it Pawn Stars? Is it American Pickers? Is there another one that we don't know about but follows the only kind other show the is same it, formula? It's the only other show on the History Channel is Ancient Aliens. It's just those four shows on repeat. But Ancient Aliens isn't like nobody's selling stuff on Ancient Aliens, you know? <laughs> like the aliens are. It would be weird up. if they started, right? All right. I actually, yo, if they had eight, it was ancient aliens, but like they're selling stuff and they're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, they're like talking in their alien language and they're like, but like it translates and they're like, I have an ancient, ancient alien Greek fish statue. And I would like $10,000. And Rick from Pawn Stars is like, the best I can do is two grand. Let me call my buddy. Chumley uh, now has two statues on his desk, both <laughs> ancient fish, but one of them is from ancient Greece and the other one is ancient aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see a shot of him that like, faces them together goes sometimes they just like to make them kiss <laughs> just do a little smooch and then and then and then you see rick's son i forget what rick's son's name is but he just like rolls his eyes in the background <laughs> <laughs> we need to leave we do need to leave this has been an extremely cursed episode yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you for sticking out stick sticking out sticking with us through this episode don't watch delta farce um get her done as they say they do say and as we say we'll see you here all all back in 2007 2007 07